0: Welcome to Everything Dog Training with me, John McGuigan. Our goal is to bring you information on dog training methods which work and are kind, cutting through the myth and the folklore to help you have a better behaved, happier, emotionally healthier dog who is a joy to be around. Hi everyone, thanks for taking time again to listen to uh, this podcast. Episode 8 is the one that you're listening to. If you haven't already, please check out um, some of the previous episodes. Um, Hopefully, there's some stuff in there that you'll find useful. Um, So today, I'm just going to uh, kind of riff a little bit on a few topics, um, go backwards and forwards. So there's not really one specific topic in this. Um, The podcast will develop into something, all right? So it's um, an evolution as um, everything is, behavior subject to change, and your feedback will change uh, the podcast so thank you uh, and it's a, a heartfelt heartfelt uh, thanks for listening so far for sharing this for giving me feedback and um, it's massively appreciated that you take the time uh, to, to uh, listen to me and listen to the guests that I have on All right now uh, just Peter uh, Staniforth uh, had emailed me had listened to a, a podcast which I put up last week on talking about labels. So if you've not uh, listened to that episode, there's some really, um, I think, some really nice information in there which I have learned and I'm passing on to you guys. So Peter says, "Hi, John, loving the podcast podcasting. Listens to them on Spotify. It's good to get very uh, to get as many viewpoints from others. Always something to learn. Enjoyed the one in the introduction to babies and children. So that's with uh, Aileen Stevenson, who's one of on the Glasgow dog trainer team." and Aileen is a family pause trainer, and that is episode, I'll tell you right now, uh, that is episode two uh, that I was listening to with Aileen, Uh, sorry, I I interviewed Aileen on a family pause, Um, so Peter said, um, where are we? Yep. Enjoy the one on introduction to babies and children, lots to think about, and also the one on labels, which is the episode seven, the one previous to this. I walk some re- uh, foreign rescues when I can, and they have usually been returned as unsuitable due to the doctors having unre- unrealistic expectations of them. They then attach labels such as aggressive towards men, hate other do- dogs, and a known biter. You know the thing usually when working with the dog in front of you, they generally don't fit the labels and we're just put in impossible situations in the past. I tried to get them comfortable with a few simple exercises and then try to influence the new prospective owners with some home truths. So far, so good to keep up the podcast and take care. Uh, So thanks Peter, that was um, really, I appreciate you reaching out and taking time to email me. Um, I know I, I say a lot about taking the time out of your schedule to uh, to get in touch with me and to taking the time out of your schedule uh, to listen to this. Time is one of the most valuable uh, commodities that we have. I've started studying uh, stoic philosophy uh, in my own journey in life and it has been pretty revolutionary. Um, one of my friends had actually said to me that I've probably been kind of stoic in some aspects. And it's stoic with a a large S, not a small S, because the the two of them are quite different. But one of the things is that time is this um, commodity. So where we are already dying, okay, so if we think about it like that, we have already died the life that we have that has gone in the past, That is gone and it is no longer there. So although we are dying every minute, which we are, and that's a nice thought, uh, are we living every minute? All right, so um, you are taking time out of your schedule and you're giving me this time uh, and you're also giving yourself that time to listen to this information. So it's, I know I kind of go on about it a lot, but it is massively important to me, um, the spending of time and that you are spending your time listening to me. So hugely thankful. So thanks uh, to uh, Peter for emailing that. If you have any feedback on any of my podcasts or on any of my content across the various social media platforms, then please do uh, reach out. I do try and get, um, I will read out as many uh, comments and uh, emails as I possibly can. So I worked with a little dog to uh, yesterday, little dog, she's a big dog, uh, Rottweiler, so really sweet two-year-old Rottweiler, and she is just a little bit Um, unsure okay so again that's sticking a label on it but if we can uh, describe that is that she shows behaviors which are um, she barks sometimes at strangers and uh, other times that she will kind of shy off away from people now one of the things that happens with dogs like this is people quite often say that the dog will uh, it will be completely at random okay so the dog will do really well one day and not so well the other the other day uh, and then or they'll be walking down and the dog will walk past five people really really well and the sixth person the dog will react to and it seems to be this kind of randomness so the dog is predictably unpredictable okay and as long as there's predictability and behaviour, then we can do something about it and building structure into this dog's life is uh, helpful okay just a bit building a little bit more structure into the dog's life is uh, can be helpful so the dog's predictably unpredictable. So what we did was I started the session and went out and I just kind of, when I say um, not really interacted with her, I'm not ignoring her, okay, so I know that she's there and if she comes up and wants to sniff me, I'll let her sniff me, i maybe even, you know, just say hi, um, not really in towards her, but I'm not ignoring her, I'm just kind of being there. And uh, after about 20 minutes, we walked around, we just chilled out and got into the session. And after about 20 minutes, I, I kind of went down on my hunkers. And apparently that's a Scottish expression. So down on my heels, kind of squatted down a few feet away from her. And I opened my hands an in invitation and she came up towards me, put her head down kind of between my legs and and I'm choosing this word really carefully here, allowed me to scratch her shoulders and to pet her shoulders and to give her a, a pet around her, her neck, her shoulders and her chest. She then turned around so that her spine was um, soft and bent and leaned in towards me, okay? So she is then saying, yeah, can you continue with that? So she's like um, surrendering herself to me, okay? Surrendering her her um, her being into mine, okay? And I get that some of these um, words I'm using might seem a little bit flowery, but I am choosing my words really carefully. Now, we continued this really sweet interaction and uh, she then moved away, okay? So it was a really, um, she gave me that, just as I was talking about a few minutes ago about giving uh, people your time. She gave me that time and I honored that. And I get that some of these concepts are, uh, or some of the words that I'm using might seem a little bit um, new agey and they're definitely not. They're actually old agey, okay? Um, and there's lots of science towards this stuff with uh, neuroscience and the science of behavior, um, ethology and a whole bunch of other things, psychology. All right, so she she allowed me to do that. So that was a real conversation that the two of us had and I, I made no um, no demand of her Okay, and the more that I do that with a dog like her, the more she realizes that I'm cool, and it's not all hail me that I'm fantastic. I learned how to do this, okay, and very often people do this thoughtlessly, uh, and and it's just without thought, okay, rather than selfishly. So it's just without thought. So since studying, starting to study Stoicism, one of the real things uh, they talk about is stillness. And there's a fantastic book called Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday, uh, which I'm making my way through. And uh, stillness is not just about meditation. Meditation is a way to get stillness, but that's not the only way to get stillness. So in living my life with my dog for the last four years nearly coming up, um, so we're two months shy of four years. And. Uh, I am mindful and I'm trying to be still as I can uh, when I'm working with him. So I still my mind and I be present with him. Now, I've started trying to build this into lots of different aspects into my life um, because of the effect that it's had and uh, the beneficial effect that it's had. Everybody's struggling just now. Everybody in the, everybody has their struggles in the world. So we look at what is going on. Political turmoil across um, the world, okay? Um, and I don't think there's any denying that. And we've got a global pandemic on the go. People are extremely stressed. And when you look at all these things, so me just putting this content out there, if we go on to um, Instagram or uh, Facebook, Facebook. Uh, And as soon as you start, the way the algorithms work, as soon as you start looking at one thing, you then get adverts for lots of others or suggestions for other things. Uh, And there's lots of this um, kind of behavior hacks or improve your life stuff. And the reason for that is that people are struggling and that people are looking for ways in which they can try and center and ground themselves. I was speaking to a friend yesterday and she was saying that what she's noticed is that Um, during the pandemic and some people seem to have really embraced this kind of centering and grounding themselves becoming still and becoming mindful and others have not been able to do it quite so readily and are maybe more extreme in the behaviors that they had before okay and there's a whole bunch of stuff that we could discuss with that all right but this having this stillness in your life an example of that um when I was out with Logan the other day um is that the there's a a bin, um garbage bin, rubbish bin, uh where you put the dog waste in my neighborhood. And it's a big uh cube shaped or cuboid-shaped bin. And because people put their dog waste in it, uh flies hang around it. Okay, so there's blue bottles hang around it. And because the blue bottles hang around it, then there's spider webs in the corners. Okay. So it's like a big massive, it's a bit like a big um, Tardis-looking thing, <laughs> and these black uh, bins that Glasgow City Council have put up, and uh, these kind of indestructible bins so that they're vandalism-resistant. So they have these spider webs, and what I decided that I would start doing was deliberately placing Logan's um, poo bag uh, in the bin so that I wasn't disturbing the spider web. Okay, now that's a that's a that's a tiny thing okay, um, that we might not notice, okay. But if I notice that the spider has to make a living, okay, he has to live, uh, the more that he's eating the flies, he's then keeping the, um, you know, flies aren't coming into my house because I, I want to live, you know, 20 or 30 yards away from this bin and so on. So you see how all these have effects, which you'll get to, I've got a, an article, which I, I wrote a few months ago on this, and it all fits in. So there's that one action. I'm then improving that spider's life. And we're all living on this world, okay, Uh, across the board. So that's with a spider, okay. And then things like um, I went into the supermarket yesterday and there was a guy walking across and he was just, would have been, would have been just behind me. But I slowed down and then I let him in in front of me. So these things go hopefully go noticed i'm not doing them to be noticed i'm doing them in order to try and improve people's lives because then that makes me more still okay and that practice of stillness and practice of centering myself then has a massive impact on living a life with a dog like logan okay because that's something historically he has found hugely difficult as being able to kind of contain his emotions in his body all right so i know that that's a little bit yeah something okay um but we need to try we we all need to try and do our part and this is this is me doing my best to do to do mine okay all right um yeah so I'm going to read a couple of articles which I, I, I wrote for my um social media feeds over the last few months and please do give me um, feedback on this. Um, the, the bulk of this, of my uh, the stuff that I'm doing on this podcast will be dog-related, okay? Uh, your dog lives in your house with you, so the the way that we are in ourselves, okay? I almost think that's like Peter Kay when he talks about... Peter Kay is a comedian, an uh, English com- comedian, for those of you that are uh, listening out with the UK and one of the things he's he always kind of makes a joke about how are you in yourself how are you in yourself okay and he he, he's commenting on how funny that expression is okay as opposed to how are you out of yourself I I don't really know because I don't really exist out of myself okay but it's one of these expressions that we say in the UK and I don't know if they say anywhere else all right because as I said in one of my last episodes about we've got all these uh, idioms of our own dialects and our, our own um, cultures, okay? All right, so if we're more settled in ourselves, we're more settled with our dog, all right? So one of the um, uh, principles of uh, Stoicism uh, is sympathy. okay? So sympathy is a Greek word, and it means everything is interconnected. The quote from Marcus Aurelius, who was a Roman emperor, and he's a, a huge Stoic, and he says all things are mutually woven together and therefore have an affinity for each other. All right, so that's, and um, we can extrapolate that out into the butterfly effect, where a butterfly beats its wings on one side of the world and causes a chain of reactions which, uh, sorry, a chain reaction which then can affect the path of a hurricane on the other side of the world okay now that's an extreme example but we've got all of these it's just pudding it's just ripples okay or just what we put out affects the world okay so let's imagine that you have a dog who barks very loudly and often at the smallest of disturbances this then upsets your next door neighbor leading to a more contentious relationship between the two of you your neighbour then takes this emotional upset, anger, irritability, etc., into his interactions with the world. He's annoyed and he leaves the house in the morning, maybe shouts at his kids, is grumpy to the barista when he orders his coffee, is short tempered with his colleague at work. Those negative interactions now have ripple effects for the people he interacted with during that day. Unhappy people have unhappy interactions with others. These small negative interactions have a cumulative effect on society as a whole. It's all linked. Ripples in the world. Now let's look at what's going on with our dog. Our dog is stressed by the smallest of changes to his environment causing that big outburst. We shout at him because we don't know what else to do. Perhaps we move aggressively into his space. Maybe we grab him by the scruff of the neck and pin him down. Or we squirt him in the face with a water pistol. We are annoyed at our bad dog. So we handle him roughly when putting his collar and lead on to take him out for a walk. These things then stress the dog internally. Those stresses have an accumulative effect over the course of his life, and that affects his health. This dog, this then leads to a shorter lifespan, bigger vets bills, a chronically sorry, a chronically stressed, unhappy, and unhealthy dog. Now ask yourself, is that dog readily going to interact with you outside when you ask him to, or is he going to be reluctant to recall when off the lead because your relationship is poor? How is that stressed dog likely to interact with other dogs, maybe the same way your neighbor interacts with the world? Your dog now has a pop of other dogs because he's constantly living in a state of stress. That stress might be mild because, uh, but causes a larger aggressive response from the other dog, because the other dog doesn't understand. Sorry, because the other dog's owner doesn't understand canine communication. That dog is now shouted at for retaliating, and the cycle continues. It's all like related ripples in the dog internally. How can we go about changing things? Hopefully, articles or podcasts like this help. We continue to look for new ways of interacting with both the larger uh, of interacting with the larger world, and in our smaller world, we look for ways to uh, be kind and to interact positively with others and with our dogs. If we don't know how to resolve the issue, which the issues which are causing the problem, the barking, for instance, we learn. While we are learning, are we able to find fill the dog's emotional cup in other ways? Can we play with him? Can we take him out for long, slow, stress-free walks to allow him to decompress and sniff and clear his head? Can we massage that dog in a way that he enjoys? Can we smile at him, act goofily, goofily around him, be genuinely happy to greet him when we come home? If I'm away from a home for a few hours, I greet Logan by getting down on my knees when I come home and to say hello to him every single time. I'm genuinely happy to see him. If I pop out to the shops for uh, for five minutes, I say hi to him when he returns. When I return, all these things have cumulative effects, and these knock onto us having a happier dog who might just might bark less. It's all related. So, how do we help that neighbour? We could explain that we're trying to deal with the issues as best as we can. We could take out his bins and the recycling is to to be collected and uh, uh, to put some stuff back into that relationship. We could take a packet of biscuits round to him. We could smile at him uh, when we see him. The people who are most in need of our kindness are the people who are often less likely to, uh, we are often less likely to interact with because we perceive them as being rude, withdrawn, angry or annoying. These kindnesses can have cumulative effect This may rub off, and now he even unknowingly pays them forward. It's not easy to do, and I often struggle with this, uh, and I have to work hard at it. It's all connected. My request is uh, a request on listening to this that you can think of other ways to put those kindnesses back into the world with your dog and with others. Think of ways to make them genuine. Acts which are inauthentic are very often perceived as such let us know uh what you think of this then please do let me know what you think of this I'm always grateful for your uh engagement as I've previously said okay so there's there's a ton of stuff in that article that I wrote um and I'm, I'm just I'm not gonna i've, I've kind of said it all <laughs> in that article but please do let me know and lastly this is this is not um dog related so if you're not interested in my opinion of this then you can feel free to switch off um but uh put this up uh, last week and again it's about our own experience in the world and then realizing that there are other people having different experiences in our lives okay so uh, I put this post up in regards, in response to some of the stuff that we, that we see um, as vitriol and hatred and constant arguing and just waiting to jump on something for the sake of jumping on it, for one, or waiting to jump on something because it's you're, it's allowing yourself to vent in some ways. Okay, so this is not dog related. I wrote this last Friday um, where there was a police officer who was killed in London um, during the execution of his uh, duty. Today a police officer was killed in London doing his job. I changed my profile picture to reflect that and to respect him and his family. I shouldn't have to justify honoring him. I can respect the police and speak out against police brutality and miscarriages of justice, both as a citizen and as a former police officer. I can support the armed forces at the same time disagreeing with the wars uh, that they fight and wanting justice for war crimes. I can hold an anti-vivisection position and at the same time educate staff who work with live animals in order to make their lives better for those animals. I can disagree with the party I vote for because I don't have to agree with every policy they have and I don't have to blindly follow every one of their policies. I can agree with the UK government in the very rare time in my opinion, uh, that they do something good and at the same time hold a position that they get most of the things wrong most of the time. I can want that independence for my country and at the same time realise that there is much to work do to work to the practicalities of that. I can see that religious organisations abuse their power and cover up child abuse at the same time recognising the good work they do for the poor and the needy. I can oppose the state of Israel's treatment of the Palestinian people and at the same time be fervently opposed to anti-Semitism. I can oppose the monarchy in the UK and realise it has nothing to do with the armed forces of this country. I can also draw clear lines within the same things while being flexible in my views and positions and others all within the same genre. There are other examples. Social media divides us, it pigeonholes us, it creates identity politics. It reinforces reactionary behaviour. It causes stress. Not every remark is aimed at me. Not every remark warrants my attention or energy. The same goes for you. And last thought. I've been commenting using Facebook less and less of late. Identity politics and tribalism are the reasons. This is just my thoughts. There are no no more or less valid than the next person's. When we can't concede points in a dis- discussion, what's the uh, point of having those, discussion, those discussions? Alan Alda has a wonderful podcast called Clear and Vivid. He states that in every he enters every conversation open to being changed. This means that he's listening. If he want to be heard, that means that we have to let others be heard as well. I listened to a podcast recently where an elected Conservative representative of the constituency numerously said, in quotes, objectively speaking, except that it wasn't objective. It was his opinion on the the discussion point. I felt angry listening to it when then I realized my anger uh, was getting in the way of me listening to him. So what's the point of me listening to that conversation? Just because I strongly disagreed with some of what he said doesn't mean that he doesn't have things worth listening to or for me to agree with. Finding the common ground is what keeps us all moving forward. In films like American History X, the protagonist journey reflects, sorry, in Amer- American History X, the movie, the protagonist's journey reflects what happens to him, what happens to someone who is diametrically opposed. So I'm gonna start at that again. In films like American History X, the protagonist's journey reflects what happens when someone who is diametrically opposed to his point of view takes the time to see him as someone who is hurt and damaged and manages to hurt, to turn him around. Compassion, empathy, love, respect, and understanding. The flip side of being willing to have our minds changed means that we can be influenced by those whose opinions we don't agree with on a fundamental level. This takes us being mindful and developing skills of critical analysis. This takes work and energy. And when we are scared and exhausted by the world, this is very difficult. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. But I know I certainly need to, and I think more of us need to do so also. Social media drives and thrives on division. The more time we spend online, the more money the platforms make. The irony of me writing this or speaking to you in this podcast uh, is that you are listening to this on social media, and that is not lost on me caution yourself against shaming others for uh, from really going to town on people whose comments you really disagree with there is a person attached to those comments and feelings with a family and with a job sorry caution yourself from shaming others from really going and from really going to town on people whose comments you disagree with there is a person attached to those comments with feelings a family and a job they deserve our compassion and kindness our words have effect I'm reading more, ready for a variety. Reading a variety of, of sources and opinions, not just the ones I agree with. This allows me to develop those skills of critical critical analysis, empathy and compassion, which are so important. It's, it also allows me to understand that so many of us have underlying emotional trauma, which we are not even aware of, and this drives much of those behaviours. And the re- reinforcer being the relief, being some relief or distraction. I was a horrendous misanthrope for a long time. I am enjoying connecting more with people, but I prefer to do it not by text or on social media. If you're interested in connecting with me and discussing things like this, I'm always open to it. I won't always get it right, but I'm certainly trying. We have so much more in common than we have have, uh, differences. Those common factors will help us hopefully. Hope, love, patience, understanding, empathy, and compassion. Now, please let me know your thoughts on that. There's a quote from Epictetus uh, from his work, The Art of Living, the classical manual on virtue, happiness, and effectiveness. So he says, remember, it is not enough to be hit or insulted to be harmed. You must believe that you're being harmed. If someone succeeds in, in provoking you, realize that your mind is complicit in that provocation which is why it is essential that we not respond impulsively to impressions. Take a moment before reacting, and you'll find it easier to maintain control. I posted this today, and there was a few comments which were uh, really lovely. Um, So, somebody commented saying that they struggle with this one, and how can you not feel what you feel? my response to that is, I don't think it's not, uh, it's about not feeling it. It's about feeling it and then assessing what to do next. The Stoics are often accused of repressing emotions, but the more I, f- I study the works, the more I see that this isn't the case. And then on Instagram, froggybob37 has uh, said that once you learn to let go and not take anything personally and realize most people didn't survive childhood well, Um, it's much easier not to react. And that takes a lot of practice too. Um, Thank you for listening to this sincerely. Thank you for listening to this today. Um, Please do let me know your thoughts and I will catch you on the next episode. Be safe, wear your mask, wash your hands, keep your distance from people. I love you all. Massive thanks for listening to this episode. Um, Your feedback is important to us, so if you've got any comments or thoughts on the podcast or you've got anything that you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please do get in touch. You can find us on uh, all the social media channels. So that's Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. And if you search for Glasgow Dog Trainer and Behaviour Consultant in any of those platforms, you'll find me. Um, Or you can email me info at UK. Thanks very much for listening and your support means the world to us.